they're putting the exact same ingredients into the flu shots. The flu shots right. are on their annual required um, basis on the part of their medical process. So now they're forcing people to take the same stuff anyway, the same payload from these lipid nanoparticles called a flu shot. When, you know, who cares if, if you don't have to take a COVID shot anymore? You're getting it anyway. And I think that's partly why suddenly now they are caving on the COVID vaccine mandate because they know they've got it covered by putting the same ingredients in the other shots. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very much for tuning in. That of course was my friends, Todd Callender and Dr. Leave Leet. And friends, of course, as usual, this is sort of a good news and bad news broadcast. Plenty of both in this one, as you can tell from those opening sound bites. And by the way, since recording this interview, Check out what I just posted at my site, thephaser.com, from my friend FireMedic. You know those folks that keep turning to the left and spinning before they die? Well, how about this? A possible directed energy weapons attack against the man on the left. Was it a nanite electron energy weapon? You can see the video for yourself at my site, thephaser.com. It's deeply disturbing, as are so many of the videos being released all over the world where people are suddenly dying. Friends, thank you so very much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. You know, it's almost 2023, and if there's anything 2022 taught us, it's that inflation is here. Things are far more expensive now than they were at the beginning of the year. But it's not too late to protect yourself. And despite the fact that there's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results, Thousands of people have retired comfortably with the help of Noble Gold Investments and their precious metal IRAs. If you're one of the people, like me, who believe gold and silver is an excellent hedge against inflation and total collapse, now's the time to act. Talk to an expert member of Noble Gold's team today. And if you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin with every qualified IRA of $20,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So call the team now at 877-646-5347 to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so much. Tis the season, right? The Lord was born and we are going to win this thing. But the war against humanity is only ramping up. So let me share this with you. Psalm 20 verse 5 may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up banners in the name of our god may the lord grant all your requests and you know what those requests are friends we demand justice and i think god has our backs now with credit to banners for freedom that is on their give send go psalms 20 verse 5 may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Friends, we need to support these people. They're doing a great job. And you know what, friends, in this conversation, we're gonna talk a little bit about Senator Ron Johnson's vaccine conference. I've got one clip to play from that. We're gonna talk about the fact that Congress is finally acting where courts have failed to do so. And I wanna talk a little bit about Brunson v. Adams. Got a little bit more information on that via Patrick Byrne on the Mel K Show. And I want Todd's opinion. My good friends, Todd Callender and Dr. Lee Leet, join me now. Todd, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm just really super. I'm so happy to be with you, Sean. Well, glad to have you back, my friend, and Dr. Lee Lee, looking great as ever. Thank you, Sean. It's always a pleasure to be here. 
Well, thanks for coming on, both of you. And I guess a good place to start would be to mention that the NDAA, which is, I guess, headed to the White House for the puppet president to sign, <clears throat> is an $858 billion package. Guys, nearly a trillion dollars for the military industrial complex. Isn't this exactly what Eisenhower warned us about? I guess the good news coming from that is, well, maybe Todd has some for us. Todd, what do you make of that? The NDAA, at least now, they're not going to force the vax on the military if this thing gets signed. Is that true? It's a, it's a huge win. It's an enormous win, but it didn't come without a price. Um, my understanding from people at Senator Johnson's session um, that were involved in this, effectively the, the last stages of the negotiation, as I understand it, the, the trade was simply this, that, yeah, the, the DOD is going to be forced to stop it. Uh, however, nobody's going to be held accountable. Of course. But $858 billion yeah. for the Pentagon and the military industrial complex. If that's not a looting of the Treasury in the purse of we the people, I don't know what is. I remember when it was five, six hundred billion. And that seemed offensive. <laughs> that was offensive. Now it's nearly a trillion dollars just a few years later. And well, guess what? The Pentagon audit just revealed they can't find two point two trillion. So it literally right. is a looting. My, my understanding is that the NDAA budget matches how much tax revenues are collected. All right. I, I think just corporations alone, by the way, just corporations alone. Well, I guess the other thing I want to do here, and I want to play a clip in a second, but uh, first, Dr. Vliet, you wanted to mention the fact that Congress is finally acting where the courts have failed to do so. Do you want to flesh that out? Because uh, it's great news that, uh, look, we're going to take the House, but not for another 32, 33 days, whatever the number is. And that ties in directly to that Brunson v. Adams case. I'll play that clip from Patrick Byrne on Mel Kay in a second. But uh, what did you mean by that? How is the House, how is the Congress finally taking action? Well, in the efforts by Congress, House and Senate to halt the NDAA funding agreement until the Biden administration agreed to halt the unlawful mandates for experimental COVID injections to be given to the military. That was the action that Congress has always had, the power of the purse. They have not many times stood up to exercise that authority under the checks and balances of our constitutional republic, but this time they finally did. Now, when I said the courts have not acted under their judicial authority to rule on law, we have many cases that have gone forward by many legal groups. Todd Callender's team led the first DOD lawsuit in August of 2021. That was their initiative, in spite of the fact that others are trying to say that it was something done by another organization. That's not factually correct. And the fact that this was funded by Todd Callender and his firm, not any other organization, was the beginning of the attempts in court to hold the DOD accountable on the point of law that you cannot legally mandate an experimental product, whether it's a vaccine, a mandate that they were calling for, or the required masking and testing that we're using emergency authorized, authorized products. But Sean, no court 
to date, and Todd can speak to this further because he just argued in November the appeals on the August 2021 lawsuit because the court failed to rule on the point of law that it is unlawful to mandate any experimental product. Judiciary has been standing down on that point of law. They have ruled on religious accommodations and they have overturned the blanket denial of religious accommodations in the military. But that's a much smaller point of law in a sense than the courts being willing to rule on the unlawfulness of mandating any experiment. That was decided after World War II in the Nuremberg Code. So I'm very critical of our medical profession for not standing up for medical ethics and the regulations of normal medical practice. I'm critical of the judiciary for not ruling on the point of law under it's illegal to mandate any experiment. And I'm critical of the fact that Congress has not stood up and exercised their authority under the checks and balances either until now. And now we see that at least one branch of government is countermanding the executive branch out of control lawlessness that has been allowed to run unchecked, especially under the Biden administration in the last two years. So that that is something our listeners need to understand. We are not a democracy. A democracy is mob rule, which is what we've been living under under COVID. We are a constitutional republic. The judiciary is supposed to rule on law, not make medical decisions, but rule on law. They haven't done that. Congress is supposed to withhold the power of the purse and Congress makes laws. They have not done that in the way they should have until this effort. The Biden administration, executive branch and regulatory agencies have been running out of control, trampling on the Constitution, mob rule democracy. And that has got to stop. That's why your shows That's why all of our collective efforts as we the people to hold them accountable are so critical. And Todd can speak to the difficulties in the court of law. He's been fighting. He's been fighting these with since he first led the lawsuit on the DOD case in August 2021. He's been working with us on Truth for Health Foundation on legal initiatives. He's been trying to fight the battle for hospital rescues where they are flagrantly ignoring the rule of law. I mean, there's nobody better to talk about how the courts of law have failed their duties than all that Todd has been seeing in his own fight to hold them accountable. Hey, Todd, so that's that's what we've all been fighting against. Todd, I want to turn you loose on that topic. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about Brunson v. Adams, because I agree Love with you. the good doctor, the judiciary, they've dropped the ball. Purposefully, I think, because a lot of them are Democrats, uh, Democrats, but uh, they've dropped the ball not only on the mandating the vaccine, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, but also on the selections. Recall when they stole 2020, uh, there was evidence of the selection, the rigged election, and none of the courts would hear the information. So then you'd have the mainstream horror media say Trump lost every time, you know, when he present. No, the courts wouldn't hear the evidence That's right. of the rigged election. So That's we right. the people, look, if we can't get justice in the courts, then we're pretty much out of options. And that's the problem, Todd. 
Well, look at the, the same things happening in Brazil right now. At the end of the day, the courts are the you know, supposed to be the guarantors of, of justice. And yet what you and Dr. Vliet just said is exactly right. They dismiss the cases on the basis. It's it's a procedural issue that there's no just justiciability. Sorry is the word um, effectively meaning that, that, the, that you don't have standing to bring this case or you don't have the requisite harm to bring the case or the, the, you know, the, the distance, the harm is so remote from you um, that it's not right for the court. So over and over, whether that's the, the elections or whether it's uh, the, the shots, it's, they are all getting tossed. Our case was tossed on that very basis. And as Dr. Vliet said, um, November 18, we went to Colorado and argued in front of the 10th Circuit. Um, the first sentence that I got out, we were only granted 15 minutes. The very first sentence I got out, I was interrupted by one of the judges on that very issue. Is this case justiciable? Are you, should you be here? Was there any standing for this? And it, and it went downhill from there. Um, for all of 10 minutes, I got, you know, <laughs> I guess barraged would be the word. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So we, we got in what it is we wanted to get in, which includes the fact that these are experimental gene therapy shots. And they didn't want to hear that. And by the way, there's a precedent for this. It's Doe v. Rumsfeld. Our courts had already ruled on this. Funny enough, Judge Sullivan in uh, the D.C. court ruled and, and granted an injunction. Says you don't get to experiment on soldiers without their informed consent. So how is it when you have a precedent, right, that these courts aren't, as Dr. Vliet indicated, deciding the very issue in front of them? You don't get to experiment on people, period. Um, but, but that's where we're at. And it's the same thing. You don't get to decide whether or not um, there's been election fraud because it never gets to the merits of the case. It's very frustrating to me. And I can't say things like, you know, they did it on purpose. But dear Lord, there's a lot of coincidence here. How is it so many judges in so many different places will not address this issue? Well, that's right. And uh, we're going to come back to the uh, vaccine issue in a second. And we'll talk a little bit about Senator Ron Johnson's vax conference, because uh, all this stuff is on the congressional record now. All right. So some of the testimony during that conference was extremely powerful from some of the top people in the space, some of the top truth tellers. So we'll talk about that. But uh, here's Brunson v. Adams. Now, I keep reading this because I think it's really, really important that people give this a little bit of credibility. Why? Because SCOTUS has agreed to hear this case. So this action is against 388 federal officers in their official capacities, which include Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Speaker of the House Pelosi, and former VP Pence. All the respondents have taken the required oath to support and defend the Constitution of the USA against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And as such, they are liable for consequences when they violate that oath of office. So these Congress critters and the aforementioned people all stood down on January 6th and they did not hear the complaint about the possibility of a rigged election from 100 Congress people who wanted to present that evidence. It was supposed to be heard on January 6th that evening, but as you all recall, because of the quote unquote insurrection, Congress stood down, they fast-tracked certification, Pence stood down, and they certified essentially a rigged election. This is treason and it's named as such in this case. Todd, any comment? Yeah, I, I actually do. It's This is exactly what it is we've been trying to do. This is exactly what our service members in our case did. They, this is a pro se plaintiff. God love him. And he's got two brothers doing the same thing. They stood for themselves. And it's fascinating, this case, because the facts are in his favor. The, the law says you must do this. And that did not happen. Uh, 
Look, with the court, you've got to have at least four people to get this thing on the docket who want to see it. They have not granted writ of certiorari, which means that they may reserve onto themselves the ability to do a trial de novo, that the Supreme Court will be the court of original jurisdiction if they so choose and, and hear the whole thing out. I am afraid that like all other constitutional rights that have been eroded, um, some of the justices will say, well, the exigent circumstances, we, we had an insurrection and for that reason we couldn't do it. Um, there's always an excuse, right? Every one of your constitutional rights has an exemption from exigent circumstances. So look out for that phrase. All right. Well, here's the thing. So Patrick Byrne made a good point on the Mel Kay show regarding this case, and they talked about it specifically. And it's this point, you know, so the conservatives, we can call them that Republicans, rhinos, some of which are rhinos, of course. But anyway, there was a bit of a red wave, even though it was a stolen midterm selection process. So the Republicans are going to take control of Congress. But in the meantime, the Democrats could try to do some really awful things like stack the court. So here's Patrick Byrne's perspective on the importance of this case. But the, the big thing here is we're going to have, well, the Supreme Court now has, I don't think Nancy and Chuck Schumer were going to go and Joe Biden, were going to just let this turnover of the house happen. They have created a way to pack the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is now is now holding a gun to their head. If they go forward with this plan, the Supreme Court can just basically dismiss three quarters of Congress. Yeah, I wonder if, if those three justices that well, it won't matter. We we have five justices. You just got to hope that they have the guts to do that. At this point, they're the ones that's lives are in danger nonstop, uh, it seems. Isn't that true? You know, who is yeah. threatening the Supreme Court justices over Roe v. Wade? Democrats, liberals, libtards. And who takes the heat from this criminal government as being the national threat, the domestic security threat? Mega patriots. I mean, it's just a joke. So I think this is such an important case, obviously, because the Supreme Court could literally save the republic. Will they do it? If I was a betting man, I'd say no. But Patrick Byrne makes a good point. It does hand tie these libtards while they still have the power they have left for the next month. What do you think, Todd? Well, the competition is our friend. You know, one of the reasons why the World Economic Forum's whole, you know, one world domination plan is falling apart is because people are competing. Countries are competing. The same thing happens in our government. And, and that, frankly, that's why the framers, our founders, actually figured that out, that you've got to keep tension between them. So now you have the, the Supreme Court, the judiciary in its entirety, effectively against being, um, I, I guess, being legislated into oblivion when you start packing the court. And it's not the first time, by the way. This has happened throughout our history. Um, so they're fighting for their lives in many respects. Um, and you find the other same thing with the, the administration. As long as they compete, we're safe. And I I have a sneaking suspicion that um, that they'll find a way to hold them accountable. I, what, I, what I'm afraid of is usual, the same thing that happens in every other case, like the, the shot stopping in the military, is there, there'll be a negotiation. There shouldn't be. The facts are what they are. The law is what it is. There shouldn't be a negotiation. So I, I pray this goes through the way it should. Well, guys, I just want to apologize for using the word libtard. I, I really should stop doing that. <laughs> because you know what? Retarded people, people with a diminished mental capacity are among some of the most wonderful people I've ever met. And I apologize for using that because the demo rats or demon rats have made a conscious choice to embrace evil and to sell out our nation. So I need to start just calling them either that they're demon rats or demo rats. They're rats regardless. Dr. Vliet, sorry, go ahead. 
That's okay. And that, that was an important note you made. It's similar to my point I've made in other settings. We need to stop calling this insanity and crazy because that implies an illness that's not under your conscious control. All of this is conscious, diabolical, evil control by people who are planning these agendas. And I, I want all of us to continue to point that out to the public that it does make sense because they planned it to make sense in their diabolical mind. So I'm just adding to what you're saying. We all fall into a trap of using words that minimizes the damage and the element of intent. And we need to get back to that. And that was my concern that I wanted to bring up with what Todd said about the Supreme Court and what you said about the Supreme Court. My concern is that either way, if the Supreme Court doesn't vote on the Brunson case on the point of law, we have lost our constitutional republic. And that will probably be irreparable unless there's some way to overcome the apathy of the public to help them see that communism, totalitarianism, Marxism are not friendly environments for anyone. But the other concern I have is to Todd's point that if they negotiate it, and still don't rule on the point of law, then the Supreme Court has essentially negated the very function of the Supreme Court, which is to adjudicate on the point of law and those justices that are refusing to look at the law and the facts have legislated them, or I mean, have sold their soul and they are no longer Supreme Court justices under the rule of law in that scenario either. So in some way, I hope that there will be a way to reach the justices with, this is your line in the sand. Are you going to vote for the rule of law that you know in your heart and soul and mind is right? Or are you going to sell your soul to the devil and the evil agenda? Because if you try to negotiate this case You've sold your soul. And if you don't, if you don't hear it, the Democrats pack the court and you've lost there too. So they lose either way, unless they rule on the point of law. That's yeah. how I see it. I, I think you're right. And it's black and white and it's laid out in the case. Okay. No. It's very black and white. What was supposed to happen on the evening of January 6th when Lindsey Graham famously said, you know, I've tried to be helpful. Enough is enough. And he rolled over. That was the night that the election rigging evidence was supposed to be presented. I remember it very well because I was excited to stay up as late as it took to hear that testimony right. of whoever was going to testify. And it was never heard. So now we have a puppet president. And I guess this is an interesting segue um, just by nature of what I do here at SGT Report, guys, which is to share truthful news, the real news. Well, I've got a point of information that's come my way that uh Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin 
has never taken his oath of office. Todd, do you know anything about that? Is that true? Yeah, we, we know that that's true up until today. And we shouldn't be surprised. You know, we found out when we were doing a lot of pro se criminal stuff, meaning people filing their own criminal complaints all across the Western United States. Um, good ordinary people started digging in and they found their governors. They found their sheriffs. They found their secretaries of state. Many, many of these, it was not anecdotal, didn't take their oath of office. And they pursued claims saying that, you know, you can't hold this position until you do. Again, you go to the courts and what happens? Well, it's not justiciable. Um, so, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And I, I know for a fact up until yesterday, um, and it comes from one of our researchers, and I, I think we'd be really good to gather on to talk about it, that that is, in fact, so. That, that is the answer from the Department of Defense. You know, time flies by so fast. When was he supposedly, quote unquote, sworn in? Is it almost two years ago now? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, to add to the the problem with SecDef Austin is that he did not divest of investments in his own portfolio that he was required to divest in order to hold the office of Secretary of Defense because they were defense companies that stood to benefit financially from his rulings as Secretary of Defense. He was required. We brought that out on our whistleblower report and Truth for Health, the rest of the story the media doesn't tell you, a year ago. Yeah, you know, doctor failed to divest of those stocks. You're, you're absolutely right. And on top of that, some of those companies are effectively foreign defense companies, that there are undue influences. And my understanding is that he is also not registered under the uh, foreign agent FARA rule. So all the way around, Secretary of Defense Austin has has betrayed, in my opinion, as a civilian, watching all of this and knowing enough about what the constitutional process is, he has betrayed our military and our country in yeah. the most horrific ways. And I am very concerned about the damage to our military because even with this effort from Congress, they are doing nothing to remedy the situation for the more than almost 10,000 service members forced out of the military, experienced, trained people, exemplary people, forced out simply because they refused to take an experimental injection, they had every legal right to refuse. And they were forced out without due process that many of them, many of the lower level enlisted people didn't even have any notice at all. They were just summarily dismissed because they, they weren't entitled to a board of inquiry or the legal proceeding of a court martial. So, they have no remedy for their loss of career. And the other part of it the public doesn't understand is that when someone is discharged from the military with a less than honorable discharge, which could be general discharge, or it could be dishonorable discharge, which happened early on, that was later prevented. But that means that military service members don't have the opportunity to pursue a lot of civilian employment opportunities that require an honorable discharge from the military to even be considered for a job. So 
the punitive actions, the mean-spirited punitive actions that were done deliberately harming the military in the way they were discharged added to the burden financially because it, it precluded many avenues of civilian employment and those that have gotten the shot and now are medically unable to serve have no help either. Some of the military doctors that I personally have talked with are prevented from treating the vaccine injured service members. All the way around, this has been an evil assault on our military and we have to keep showcasing and talking about and getting the public awareness of what they have done deliberately damaging our military fitness and readiness and our national security. I have something really important to add to that. The, the answer to some of this, the reason why, you know, even if the Secretary of Defense agrees and Biden says, OK, no more um, COVID shots, they're putting the exact same ingredients into the flu shots. The flu shots right. are on their annual required um, basis on the part of their medical process. So now they're forcing people to take the same stuff anyway, the same payload from these lipid nanoparticles called a flu shot when, you know, who cares if, if you don't have to take a COVID shot anymore? You're getting it anyway. Guys, just a quick break here with a word from our sponsor. Well, 2022 has shown us what might be coming in the future, and it's more inflation and possibly a very, very bad recession. It's time to take action, and despite the fact that any investment can lose money and past performance is no indication of future results. A precious metals IRA using tax advantage gold and silver to keep inflation at bay might just be what you need to give yourself protection from financial nightmares. And you'll get a stunning free three ounce silver American virtue coin when you open up a qualifying IRA account this month. You can't go wrong with noble gold investments. So call 877-646-5347 to find out more or just visit Noble Gold Investments. Dot com. The link is directly below. You know, who cares if, if you don't have to take a COVID shot anymore? You're getting it anyway. That's been my concern medically. Absolutely agreeing with you, Todd, because we know from the spring of this year, 2022, that the FDA has basically abandoned all regulatory oversight of any changes that the manufacturers wish to make in any of their vaccines, not just the flu shot. It can be shingles, it can be pneumonia, it can be the uh, cervical cancer HPV vaccine. It, it can be any vaccine. The FDA is not holding the pharmaceutical companies to the standard of disclosing the modifications, presenting new clinical data, and disclosing in the package insert what the ingredients are. So quite frankly, I don't think any of our vaccines going forward are going to be free of the technology that Todd sure. just mentioned. And our, and I think that's partly why suddenly now they are caving on the COVID vaccine mandate because they know they've got it covered by putting the same ingredients in the other shots. Hydrogel. It is in almost every injectable now. Even people getting insulin or getting the hydrogel, which, by the way, has the cesium-137 and a bunch of other really nasty things in there, uh, including something called kinase that I would like to to uh, get our researchers to talk to you about, Sean. You and Dr. Vlee, please. Hey, Todd, you mentioned cesium-137 uh, on our last call, and I forgot to really push a little bit back on that just to sure. find out how, where did that information come from? It's in the list of ingredients. Is it really? Okay. Yes, it is. And not only that, but we have samples and we're testing for it. 
uh, in a Moderna um, vial right now, but I'll be happy to, to provide you the documents. It's in their list of ingredients. It's in the patents as well. Well, the other thing I want to say before I play a clip from uh, Senator Ron Johnson's VAX conference on Wednesday, I just want to mention one more thing here in that Brunson v. Adams filing with SCOTUS. The word treason is in that several times, and it couldn't be more important because now we're seeing blatant treason across our nation. And another example of it is Katie Hobbs, the Arizona Secretary of State, yes. now being implanted by herself, really, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. the Secretary of State. She's the one who certified her own stolen election. So she's going to be implanted as governor. And she even threatened counties that balked at the rigged election with arrest if they don't certify. So this is blatant in your face. Soros backed, by the way, Katie Hobbs, Soros backed, Soros backed treason. So now the world can see it. I think the world's watching that election. Todd, do you have any comment on this? Because the treason is now blatant in your face. They're literally spitting in our face. And you've got actors like Michael Rappaport laughing about it, mocking us, saying, yeah, of course we stole the election. That's what we do. Yeah. If you're not stealing, you're not in the game. Yeah. So what exactly are we going to do about it? Are you going to sue them, go to court where you can't get hurt? You're going to make a criminal complaint to law enforcement who won't do anything about it? Complain to the legislature? What, what, what exactly are we going to do about it? Right. They, they've already killed, I don't know, three billion people. They're killing people's little kids with these mandatory shots. And what have we done about it? Nothing, nothing at all. So, of course, they're laughing at us. That's tough stuff, because, I mean, when you want to protect your republic and you no longer have rule of law and you cannot get justice in the courts, well, then it's a very, very slippery slope into something that I don't even want to mention. But uh, we right. still have a Second Amendment. But it really does beg the question, why? Are people not marching in the streets here as they're doing in Brazil over that stolen election? Right? What is that straw? Where is the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back? I've been searching for it for two years. <clears throat> I don't understand it. I thought when people realized that these shots were giving you know, your, your kids HIV or, or something like that, that it was a death sentence to take these shots and people would realize it. I thought that was a straw. It obviously is not. And I'm wrong. Well, I have a thought about that, Todd. The, the absolute tragedy of what's unfolding across America, because I, I have patients from many different states, and what I'm hearing across the board is that doctors, whether it's pediatricians, OBGYNs, neurologists, primary care, rheumatology, cancer doctors, transplant doctors, we are seeing doctors failing to tell their patients that these new health problems, you know, a 10,000% increase in cancers. Patients are just yes. being told, well, cancer happens. Um, right. The rejection of transplants. Well, rejection happens. So the public, tragically, is not being told that the damage they are experiencing is happening from the shots, except those of us that have been screaming about it for two years, but we are censored. We have only the alternative media. I mean, thank God for Sean's SGT report and the work that we're doing and others are doing on the alternative media platforms. But the massive, the public across America, their doctors are lying to them. Their doctors are not telling them that they are getting paid extra 
to have a higher percentage of vaccinated patients. Their doctors are not telling them this is a known complication of the COVID shot that was reported by Pfizer in the court ordered documents. I, I, that is the part that makes, makes it feel like we're not getting anywhere because mm-hmm. when the medical profession is not doing their part to educate the patients about the connection between the COVID shot and these serious dire injuries, then your your point is well taken. But the public isn't, they aren't able to act if they don't know the connection. That's right. And the the mainstream horror media is in uncovering it all up. So I think that's a decent segue to uh, Senator Ron Johnson's VAX conference on Wednesday. And uh, you know what? Tell me, guys, am I right about this or wrong? Is that all on the congressional record? I mean, that was actually, that's all on the congressional record, right? The testimony. Okay, so now it really exists. The testimony I'm about to play from uh, board certified pathologist Dr. Ryan Cole about the spike protein causing heart damage is just one example of the many experts who spoke. Del Bigtree spoke. Uh, Robert Malone spoke. I believe Dr. Peter McCullough spoke. Many, many smart people spoke. Dr. Vliet, you should have been there. (laughs) I mean, do you have any comment on this before I play the clip? Well, no, I I think the... uh, that COVID summit with Senator Johnson's hearing was critically important. Those who were there, several have talked to me about the fact that it was frustrating that they only had five minutes and there was so much to bring out. And others, including some of the people who testified that I spoke with, said they did not discuss a lot of the issues about the Department of Defense, the the military injuries, and there were certain areas that were still off limits. And so I would say, and the whole issue that we've been bringing out with pharma insiders, Hedley Reese, Dr. Mike Eden, Dr. and and Sasha Latipova, in our many programs on this, is the whole waiver, essentially, of good manufacturing processes, the fact that they are violating all of them at all levels throughout the supply chain for the ingredients and the manufacturing and distribution is staggering. And none of that was brought out yet. So that's another area. Doctor, I, I also have clients that were there and testified. And what I understand from them directly is that there was a prohibition they could not talk about certain things. They could not talk about cancer. And you're absolutely right. I've seen the exact same data. It's empirical, a 10,000% increase. Say it a few times, 10,000, because that's what it is in cancers. Yeah. They were not allowed to talk about that. They were not allowed to say the word Nuremberg, and they were not allowed to try and hold anybody accountable. Those were preconditions from the day before the thing actually happened. Wow. Well, the other thing, and I saw a criticism on our email thread um, this morning, Todd, when someone was criticizing Dr. David Martin for not, quote, showing up, end quote. Was well, he invited? What people, well, I was just going to say what the person who wrote that didn't understand is that no one could just show up at yeah. Senator Johnson's hearing. You had to be invited and vetted and screened, and you had to agree to these conditions. So- yeah. Let's don't criticize people without understanding the facts. And the facts are 
That was an invited list. And, and I think many of the right people were there, and we certainly needed people with the academic credentials of Dr. McCullough and Dr. Rich, Dr. Cole, and Dr. Lindsay, and Dr. Weissman. We needed their academic credentials. I'm a practicing physician. I have a lot of practical information. I have a lot of insight from across the country and overseas. And I also have a lot of insight from working, trying to rescue people trapped in hospitals. But that's not the same level of academic credentials that I think Senator Johnson was looking for for this particular COVID summit. Well, let me do a screen share here, and uh, I don't think this is the best audio. It's a bit echoey, so you guys can chime in at any point, or I'll just stop it after uh, you know a minute or so. But uh, this is Dr. Ryan Cole's testimony, just one of the many examples of the truth about the dangers of this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, all of which were shared at this conference on Wednesday. That would have been December 7th. In the laboratory, we can do special stains. Now, autopsies have been discouraged by our federal agencies and by Dr. Fauci. You can't find what you don't look for, but a handful of us around the world have been looking. And here on the left, all of that brown is expression of spike protein in the heart cells. If you're developing immunity to a natural infection, you, you want that protein and that reaction where it comes in and the next time that's where you're protected. But we're putting this into the body through the whole system. Now it is hijacking any and every organ it wants to. It's not just that this spike protein is dangerous. The lipid nanoparticle will go anywhere into the body. It was designed to carry chemotherapeutic agents to the brain. You don't want spike protein in your brain. So that is spike protein in the heart inducing inflammatory reactions remember poking a hole throwing hand grenades in that's what your immune cells are now doing to your own cells uh, dr hageman european journal of immunology it's called antibody dependent cellular cytotoxicity yes and it's causing myocarditis all right that's our buddy ben armstrong who i've had on the show from the new american good job ben he's got all of the highlights from that conference in this video and his previous one, Vax Completely Exposed by Top Experts on Capitol Hill Part 1. Dr. Vliet, it's all on the congressional record now, so I don't know where these white coat killers are going to hide as they continue to promote, as Dr. Fauci would like them to do, getting your booster and your next booster and your next booster, the boosters of death. They are hiding under the immunity provided in the CARES Act and the Cures Act that Obama put in in 2016. And they are hiding under that immunity because they're using covered countermeasures. And until we find a way to pierce that immunity, and in fact, Dr. David Martin and his team with Stanford Graham filed a case in federal court in Utah, the Griner case, that documented all of the all of this. And the judge threw it out, basically <laughs> dismissing it on the grounds of well, we can't overrule the medical people in the regulatory agencies. The judge refused to rule on the point of law that had been well-documented in the case. So basically, the judge was giving up judicial authority. That's what made me apoplectic when Stan Graham did an interview with us to explain the serious implications of this Griner ruling. And so... That's where they're hiding. 
They're hiding under the immunity provisions that our government gave them. They are still hiding. The medical profession and hospitals are to this day being paid incentive bounty payments to kill people on the COVID death protocol. They know it's causing death. They know it. And they're doing it anyway. Yeah. And that's why it's worse than genocide. It's democide. It's government sanctioned murder. And I guess my question, Todd, would be, how can there possibly be immunity under the PrEP Act or the CARES Act or any act at all for murder? How can there be immunity for murder? Yeah, that's a great question. So theoretically, there shouldn't be. But going back to my my point a few minutes ago, what exactly are we going to do about this? Well, they were clever enough in 2006 to merge in the case of a public health emergency law enforcement with public health. So what exactly are you going to do? Are you going to complain? Are you going to go file a criminal complaint? Well, now public health is part of the, the police apparatus. So they've short-circuited any way to get redress, uh, whether it's through the courts, through law enforcement, Congress, right? We, we've got, um, what is it? I guess you the, the frauds and, and selection process, not election process. What are you going to do? Complain to the, the president of the United States? They have cut off all roads to any salvation, leaving us only one really left. And, and, and I keep saying it in a very open way. We have to opt out of that system because as soon as we apply to that system for redress, we're shut down. We must use a different system, our own system, a parallel system, if you will. Yeah. And the other word that comes to mind is secession, right? We just There's a lot of interest need in that to secede from the federal government and its claimed authority, because if they can get away with this murdering people with the protocols right. and everything else, because they wrote something called the PrEP Act or the CARES Act or whatever, what's to stop them from saying, well, overpopulation, you know, too many Zero. boys, we need to eliminate children, boys under the age of one. Yep. It's I happened mean, literally. Before. I mean, that's kind of the road we're on because these people are so overtly evil. I'll give you another example. I guess there's a uh, veteran in Canada who reached out to the government for health support. I think it's a female. I'm not sure. It but is. this person, yes. they need help from the government because of health issues. They're a veteran. The government responded with, we'll give you government assisted suicide. So that's where this is all headed because we're controlled right now by a death cult. And I mean that yes. quite literally. Look at the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab. When are we? And he doesn't hide, right? We are in the middle of a genocide. I think that's that you know straw that I'm looking for. Until people embrace that, they're they're just going to silently go to their own suicide. You're absolutely right, Sean. I mean, I think that was a weird example to give about uh, you know firstborn boys must be murdered, but that's the road we're on. If we let these people get away with what they're doing, which is genocide and democide, government sanctioned murder then I guess we'll let them get away with anything. Why wouldn't we believe that? You know, China goes and collects a bunch of Uyghurs for experimentation and harvesting of body parts. What, what makes this any different, right? Well, I guess if we were going to end on any good news, it would be that Brunson v. Adams case. That's a glimmer of hope. The other glimmer of hope is patriots out there doing the right thing, like banners for freedom. Psalms 20, verse 5 May we shout for joy over your victory, dear Lord, and lift up banners in your name. May the Lord grant all your requests. And friends and patriots, that's you listening to. Pray on this. Pray that the Lord grant our request for justice. 
pray that SCOTUS does the right thing in our final hour, because I kind of feel like the Republic is hanging by a thread at this point, if we have one at all. Dr. Vliet, what do you think? Where do we go from here? Well, I think Truth for Health Foundation has been leading the way with action steps. We have filed lawsuits. We have given legal defense grants, thanks to the generosity of our donors. We have a vaccine injury treatment guide, early COVID treatment guide that people can download free from truthforhealth.org. And we have a new radiation injury treatment guide that will be published in the next week, written by some of our military experts. We have a military advisory council that's working with us to bring the whistleblower information to the public. All of this is a voice that is helping to bring truth against the lies and deceptions, just as you are, Sean, and our donors that have provided support to the Medical Legal Freedom Defense Fund have enabled us to file two federal lawsuits on behalf of military service members and the civilian and military public. And we are filing two wrongful death lawsuits against the hospital wrongful actions that have caused the deaths of innocent people as well. Our legal team working on that, and Todd has been part of that, is moving forward on all of these fronts. We are also taking action on false claims in several major areas, which helps the public see the ways in which our institutions, particularly the hospitals, have been falsely billing the government for services unnecessary and harmful to patients. We're coming out swinging, and we may be small, and we may be a group of David with our slingshots against Goliath, but we're not stopping. And that's what people across this country need to do. So I would say to everyone, join our crusade of the voiceless, because we are silent no more, and we have action steps. Prayer is part of that, but our action steps go to what the epistle of James says when he says faith without action is a dead faith. And so we are acting in faith, and we have our crusade banner that shows that we are marching together. And this is God's army. This is God's army of people coming together to defend his gift of life and liberty. So thank you for having me here to be part of this fight. Well, thank you, as always. And we'll do it again in another couple of weeks. And Todd, explain to people what Five Small Stones is. And of course, you have Vax Choice as well. Yeah, Five Small Stones is exactly what Mr. Brunson did. It's a uh, website devoted to helping people file pro se complaints, criminal and civil. Um, and in fact, I'm in touch with Mr. Brunson, so I'm hoping he'll join the Five Small Stones effort and lead on. Right? He's he's done an amazing job. Why don't we harness that energy? You know, if we had a million people filing lawsuits like Dr. Vliet, then it would have a difference, right? We could jam up the, the court and force them to to actually pay attention. Um, so I'm really hopeful that we can get a lot of people to stand. The key is that they will actually stand, not us. There's a handful of lawyers doing this, handful of people like Dr. Vliet. It's until the people get off the bench and stand for themselves, we will all go slowly into the night. That's what Five Small Stones is about. And Vax Choice is effectively a repository of evidence. We put it all there. 
Anybody who wants to know anything, including cesium, by the way, I just sent you a copy of the ingredients, including the patent. <laughs> Adenoviruses are made using cesium, right? It's all there. So, you know, people want to know, go to force, um, sorry, go to Vax uh, Choice, VA Double X Choice, and of course, Truth for Health. Uh, we have a wonderful relationship with Dr. Vliet. She helps a lot of people. Well, you both help so many people, and it's my pleasure to know you. I guess as we wrap up the conversation, I just want to show one more news item here, because things are only going to get worse, friends, until we the people stand up and say, no more, things will only get worse, because our federal government has been hijacked, and as we're seeing in Arizona, state governments are being hijacked. So climate hypocrite John Kerry says it would be wonderful, it would be great if Americans paid carbon reparations. Yet his family's private jet emitted more than 300 metric tons of carbon in 18 months. So this is what we're up against. When you see U.S. climate agenda down there in that little thumbnail, yeah. that's the United Nations Agenda 2030 policy, which is no more affordable forms of energy for you, surf. You're going to be herded into a big city. No more single family homes. No more private cars. You know, you don't get to have natural gas to heat your home. What did the puppet president do on day one? He killed the Keystone XL pipeline. Friends, this is literally a war against we the people and our republic, and it's a war on humanity. And I'm so glad to know Dr. Lee Vliet and Todd Callender, two warriors for truth, who help me call it out every other week. Todd, thank you so much, sir. Sean, it really is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Dr. Lee Vliet, thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right. A pleasure. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Look, I know the news, the real news, the stuff you're not going to hear from CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post. It's painful, right? It's bad news, except for when we can tackle and digest the bad news, we can figure out how to combat it. We can figure out how to rise together, stand together. We must stand together. And I really want to see patriots in Arizona. I want to see them impeach Katie Hobbs. If she actually is sworn in, I want to see her impeached, recalled, whatever needs to be done should be done because this you is a know battle. I live here, Sean. I know I you do. <laughs> I'm root. I'm rooting for you because you guys, we the people, can't take four more years of somebody like her. Oh my lord, she was bad enough as Secretary of State. No, this is this is horrific. Carrie Lake, it, to her credit, you know all the others have have conceded the ones who had their elections stolen, uh, but Carrie Lake is fighting it, and I, uh, Arizona is is not going to go quietly, I don't think. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have these two truth tellers on. And I want to remind you all for real news every single day for free. You can visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those Lester Holt, NBC Nightly News, CIA, Mockingbird, mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. It breaks our heart to watch the destruction of your nation and it is being destroyed from within. Um, and Biden plays a huge part in that. No, I don't believe he's the real president. I don't even think that regardless of what he's doing, the things that you mentioned, Sean, it's not even him. I think Obama's behind it.